We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world, with all its power and might, steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, Demi Lovato comes out as non-binary and says that her preferred pronouns are now they and them. Why you and I and anyone else who is still in touch with reality should refuse to use these pronouns. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Welcome to today's rebellion. The story today is Demi Lovato announcing that her preferred pronouns are now they and them. Now, if you don't know who Demi Lovato is, she's a singer. She's an entertainer. Actually, she got her start as a child actress on the children's program Barney, the Purple Dragon. She was one of the kids in that show. Sidebar to this whole story, it's just another example of how these kids are sacrificed on the altar of entertainment and popularity, whether it be kids in Disney shows, whether it be other child actors, such as Barney or whatever other child's program they're in. How many of these kids end up messed up, totally messed up for the rest of their lives? We need to do a story sometime on parenting and the failure of parents when they put these kids in this environment. There are some successes. I'm not claiming that it's wrong for your kid to be involved in this particular industry. But what I am claiming right now, and again, this is a sidebar, it's not today's show. What I am claiming right now is that parents have a responsibility to protect their kids, to nurture the kids, and to raise their kids properly in all environments, whether it be in the movie industry, the entertainment industry, or whether it be in your local public schools where they're being indoctrinated in the same way. So back to the story of the day. Demi Lovato, an entertainer, a singer, a female, has come out, quote-unquote, as non-binary. Now you might be asking, what the heck is non-binary? Well, essentially it's a person who doesn't identify as either male or female. Again, the subjective identity claim of Gnosticism, that you in and of yourself have the right to identify, to define reality, to define who you are. Ignore the science, ignore the empirical evidence, ignore reality, and you identify as anything that you want to identify as. You can identify as a male if you're a female, or a female if you're a male. You can identify as neither, and that makes you non binary. Well, here's the thing. When Demi Lovato came out and announced that she's non-binary, neither male nor female, the question is, what's her pronoun? How are we to refer to you if you claim that you're neither male or female? Are we to refer, refer to you as a he or a she? Are we to use his or her? What are we supposed to do? Well, here's the trend. And you probably know where I'm going with this. Her announcement included that her pronouns, 
that she wishes to be used are now they and them. So you don't say she just announced that her pronouns are him and her. She's denying that she's a female and she wants to be called a him or her. That would be a denial of reality, but we're going to double down. We're going to up the ante. We're going to increase the insanity twofold, threefold, fourfold by suggesting, no, not only is this woman now declaring that she is a man and wants to be called him or her because she's non-binary. She's declaring that her pronouns are not singular, but they're plural. She's declaring that her preferred pronouns are they and them. I'm going to tell you what's wrong with this, <laughs> okay? Today's show is to focus on what's wrong with this and why I believe we should refuse to use such pronouns. You can change your name from Dan to Darlene, and I okay, fine, if you want your name to be Darlene rather than Dan, or if you want your name to be Steve rather than Dan, or Tom rather than Steve, I can honor that. But if you want to deny the reality of human existence, if you want to make-believe and pretend that you're a plural rather than a singular, I think it's my responsibility to say no. I'm not going to be forced to deny the very facts before my eyes and to enable you to do likewise. Let's take a break, thank our sponsors, acknowledge them, and when I get back, I'll tell you what's wrong with these preferred pronouns. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. I'll be right back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to The Rebellion. Before we get going with the second half of the show here, um, remember that if you would like to subscribe to The Rebellion, you can do so by going to patreon.com backslash Dr. Everett Piper. That's patreon.com backslash D-R-E-V-E-R-E-T-T-P-I-P-E-R. One more time, patreon.com backslash D-R-E-V-E-R-E-T-T-P-I-P-E-R to subscribe to The Rebellion. Thank you to so many of you who are jumping on board, joining The Rebellion, and helping to support my efforts to try to bring something of value to you every day that um, at least will stir the pot intellectually and spiritually and get you thinking and maybe give you some ammunition, some arrows in your quiver as you engage with culture, engage with your family, your church, your local community, um, in discussing ideas that matter and the consequences of ideas. Not to be vitriolic and not to be angry and not to just go in and stomp your foot and just do a better job of throwing a temper tantrum than those immature, adolescents, perpetual children in our culture that seem to be doing the same. No, you go in and act like an adult, armed with the truth, armed with facts, armed with logic and reason, armed with the lessons of history. Hopefully that's what you're learning by joining the rebellion. So thanks to all of you who support that. Don't forget my book, Grow Up, Life Isn't Safe, But It's Good. Grow Up, Life isn't safe, but it's good. It's still doing quite well on Amazon.com's list, but if many of you that are listening right now go out and buy another copy or two to give away as gifts uh, to your kids, to your grandkids, or to use in your church or local community discussion, then the book will continue to be in the bestseller category. Grow up, life isn't safe, but it's good. You can get it at any bookstore. Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, Target, or whatever bookstore you choose to use. 
Back to today's show, Demi Lovato, preferred pronouns, and why I think we should refuse to use these particular subjective pronoun claims. Uh, I think it's enabling delusion. There's an excellent article that was in the Family Family Research Council's website. Uh, The date is May 21st, 2021. It's written by Joseph Backholm, and it's titled, Why I Don't Use Preferred Pronouns. I'm going to read just a portion of it to you while I make my point here. Here's what he says. Demi Lovato has come out as non-binary. I'm going to skip down here several sentences. He says this, her announcement included her new pronouns, which she declared to be they and them. So then he goes on and says this. This means that she no longer is a she. She is a they, which obviously makes no sense unless we're dealing with a personality disorder, which he's spot on. Okay, so when somebody comes to you and says, I'm not a she, I'm a they, I'm not a he, I'm a them, you should rightfully look at them and think, what are you talking about? You're talking about being a plural when you obviously are a singular. There's only one person here we're talking about. It's you, singular, one person. And if you are standing before me right now claiming to be a them, claiming that you want your preferred pronouns to be they or them rather than she or he, you have a problem. And unless you're Sally Fields portraying Sybil, a multiple personality disorder, where you think you are several people when in fact you are only one, then I'm not going to use that. And even if you were Sally Fields playing Sybil, I probably should try to help you rather than enable you. That's where we are in this culture right now. And we're buying the lie. We're buying into this nonsense. We're actually using these pronouns, these plural pronouns, to refer to a singular person. And Joseph Backholm's point in his article, why I don't use preferred pronouns, is basically this. I'll summarize it all, the entire article right now. I'm going to refuse to lie to you, to culture, to my community, and I'm going to refuse to lie to myself. This is how absurd it's getting. CNN, okay, you're not going to be surprised by this. CNN, in another example of extreme absurdity, says this in announcing the big news of Demi Lovato coming out as non-binary. This is an actual sentence that CNN published. Okay, you ready for it? Singer Demi Lovato has revealed that they are non-binary and are changing their pronouns, telling fans they are proud to make the change after a lot of self-reflective work. Close quote. I'm going to read that sentence to you one more time. This is talking about Demi Lovato, an individual, one person, singular, Singer Demi Lovato has revealed they are non-binary and are changing their pronouns, telling fans they are proud to make the change after a lot of self-reflective work. Close quote. So in other words, and this is what Joseph Backholm is making, this is his point in his article. I'm going to read his next sentence. Listen to what he says, because it is spot on. Now, we are to refer to a singular person with the words that have long implied more than one person. 
To do otherwise is to misgender them, an act which has become the gravest sins among those who otherwise deny the existence of sin. Joseph Backholm in his article. We should all stand and give him a round of applause. That is exactly what sane people should be saying right now. Even if you're not a believer, even if you're not a Christian, frankly, even if you don't claim to be a conservative, if you're a progressive, at least you should be able to acknowledge that when we are referring to one person, we should refer to them in the singular and not in the plural. Because to call one person several persons is to enable delusion and psychotic behavior and belief. His sentence one more time. We are now to refer to a singular person with the words that have long implied more than one person. And to do otherwise is to misgender them, an act which has become the gravest of sins among those who otherwise deny the existence of sin. Backholm then goes on and says this, Preferred pronoun usage is not just a matter of politeness or courtesy. It's more than honoring the wishes of Mr. Jones, who says, please call me Steve. It's more than honoring Steve's wishes when he changes his name to Dave or even Darlene. Do you get Backholm's point? It's more than somebody who wants to be called by a nickname. For example, I may feel uncomfortable with you calling me Dr. Piper because it's too formal, and I may say, well, just call me Everett. Well, you could honor my wishes and be polite and courteous and do so. I'm not asking you to deny reality in that claim or in that request. I'm asking you to call me a name that's different than the one you're using, or I may have a nickname. For example, my youngest son's given name is Jacob but we call him Kobe. So if you were to look at him and say, hey, Jacob, come over here, he may say, yeah, that is my name, but would you call me Kobe? He's not asking you to deny reality by suggesting that you use a less formal name. No, that's not what he's doing. But when you start saying that your preferred pronouns are plural rather than singular, when you're referring to one individual, you're demanding that the people around you deny reality. You're demanding that they play the game of delusion that you want to play. You're demanding that they basically, basically allow you to engage in multiple personality disorder. This is nonsense. This is nonsense. Pronouns contain a statement of belief about the nature of reality. It's not just a nickname. Preferred pronouns are a declaration that there is no authority above me or you that has determined my identity. That's the problem here. That's straight out of Bakum's article. I'll read that sentence again. Preferred pronouns. When I start saying I can prefer a pronoun that is other than what is real. When I start saying, refer to me, an individual, as they or them rather than he or him, I'm telling you, I'm declaring to you that there's no authority above me or you that has determined my reality. In other words, the facts be damned. 
I'm going to declare who I am based on my feelings. And if I feel like a they rather than a him and a he, then I'm going to demand you play this delusional game with me. I'm the captain of my own soul and the master of my own fate to the extreme that I will now force this delusional game of pretending that I'm Tarzan or Superman or that I'm underdog or whatever else I want to play and pretend that I am, that I'm the Lucky Charms leprechaun, that I'm Barney. I'm going to pretend that I'm Barney. Are you going to accommodate that? Are you going to enable that? Are you going to affirm that? Are you going to be so inclusive as to allow me to pretend that I'm a purple dragon, a purple dinosaur? That's how absurd this is. That's how absurd it is. And we need to understand what uh, Joseph Backholm in this article is saying. To play this game, to go along with it, is to deny the basic science before our eyes. These are the people who keep telling us to follow the science. Well, I agree. Follow the science. And the science indicates that a man is a man and a woman is a woman. This is biology. This is physiology. This is genetics. This is what is real. So I don't believe that you can make a decision to be something other than what you really are. Your feelings don't justify some subjective determination of your personhood. When you play this game, you might as well be telling me that you decided the sun revolves around the earth rather than vice versa. Well, I can appreciate your perspective, says Bakom, and I can promise to treat you with respect, but my kid isn't going to modify their science project just because you're triggered every time you see a model of a solar system with a big orange ball in the middle of it. That's Bachholm's quote. Do you want us to start denying the fact that the earth revolves around the sun just because you feel otherwise and you want us to use language that affirms your delusions? Do you want us to enable that to the extent that we start teaching our children that you might be right? Hopefully you're answering no. Well, that's no different than using plural pronouns to refer to a singular person. Again, you may think you're Sybil, but that doesn't mean I'm supposed to enable you or to teach my children that you're right. And then Bachholm closes with this particular point. He says this, Ironically, the pressure to make people say things that they don't believe is coming from the live-your-own-truth crowd. And then he says, however, it seems I'm only supposed to live my own truth if my understanding of truth is consistent with theirs. Maybe the real goal has always been power and not truth. Again, spot on. Go read this article. Go read this article from the Family Research Council. Again, it was published on May 21st, 2021 by Joseph Backholm, and it's titled, Why I Don't Use Preferred Pronouns. Bottom line, because in doing so, you're denying reality. My article that came out just yesterday in the Washington Times covers this very issue. It's titled The Goddess of Woke. And I cover the story that I shared on this show a couple days ago. I start out by saying this. Two weeks ago on May 8th, 2021, the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America became the first mainline Protestant denomination to elect a transgender bishop 
Reverend Megan Rohr, a female who insists on using the pronouns he and them. He and them or they. Megan Rohr, a bishop of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America, a woman who fancies herself as a Christian from a denomination that supposedly is teaching the teachings of not only Luther but the Bible, is demanding that you use delusional, deceptive, science-denying, reality-denying pronouns. A woman who says that her preferred pronouns are he or they or them. So deny biology, but also deny the reality of a singular person being singular. Pretend that that person is actually plural. This is a person who's been elected by the Sierra Pacific Senate of the ELCA to represent the ELCA, the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. And I told you, what she went on to say is that she was applauding She was celebrating the fact that in this vote, in her election, that that particular Senate of the Lutheran Church is dismantling the unjust standards set down by the Council of Nicaea 1,700 years ago. And I'm arguing in my article that she just proved herself to be more of a minister of the goddess of woke than of Jesus Christ. I know I spent a lot of time last week talking about wokeism, but I had somebody in my Facebook exchange this weekend ask me again to define what woke means. He was having a hard time getting his mind wrapped around this idea, and I understand it because woke is a denial of proper grammar. Woke used to being the past tense of wake. If you were to wake up, That would be a present tense use of the word. I'm going to wake up. Or you go to your kids in the morning and say, wake up, get out of bed, it's time to go to work. That's present tense. If you were to say, I woke up, it would be referring to the past, not the present. Well, now, again, the postmodern culture, these smarter than thous, these modern-day Gnostics who claim to have superior knowledge, can even redefine present or past tense. And they're using woke in an entirely new way that confuses the heck out of everybody. It's hard to get your mind wrapped around this thing because it's a denial of reality, quite frankly. And I referred to the article by Max Funk in Converge Media, where he suggests that wokeism can be defined as a new religion that it's moving like a tidal wave through every facet of Western culture, shaping and redefining society as it goes. It's a religion that masquerades under the guise of compassion and justice, says Funk. But underneath, it's an evil ideology that's incompatible with Western values, and it's incongruent with, incongruent with Christian reality, with a Christian worldview. When I answered my Facebook friend's question about what woke means... I said, basically, it means this. Special knowledge. I'm smarter than you. It's smug. It's condescending. It's superior. I know more than you know about what reality truly is, and I can even redefine it in my own image. That's what woke means. I don't know if that helped or if it didn't help. So what I did is I posted this article that Max Funk wrote so that he could read that, and you've heard me talk about it. 
But I, in my article in the Washington Times over the weekend, I go back to the Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland. And I said, how in the world did we ever get here? How did we get to this place? How in the world, in the name of everything that is right and holy, did we ever arrive in this science-denying Mad Hatter's nightmare where nothing is what it is because everything is what it isn't? That's a quote from the Mad Hatter. How in the name of God did we ever come to the point where the Lutheran Church would elect a bishop who thinks she is God? Does that make sense? Well, Funk answers the question. Back to his article that we've talked about before. He says this, The rise of secular humanism over the past 70 years created a religion-shaped hole in our culture. Secularism, for all of its cultural dominance, failed to offer a robust philosophy of meaning and purpose. And then he says, From the ashes of secularism, a new civil religion rises. Wokeism offers everything that secularism failed to provide and has quickly filled the God-shaped hole in our culture. Wokeism purports its version of truth and justice, righteousness, sin, and judgment. It provides its followers, it, its adherents, meaning with a meta-narrative. This is a religion. Wokeism has a strong communal aspect to it, where people feel like they are part of something greater than themselves. Also inherent in wokeism is the hypothetical future utopia, where everything that's evil disappears and we're all liberated to live in the wonderful Kumbaya land of the woke, where we won't suffer oppression, where we won't be subject to white Christian values any longer. That's wokeism. That's the world of the woke. Well, you know what I said last week? And I'm going to repeat it right now. I think Jesus addresses this problem in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11. Again, here's what Jesus said. When the unclean spirit has gone out of the person, it leaves seeking rest. And finding none, it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes and finds the house swept and clean, it goes and brings seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that person is worse than the first. That's Jesus in the Gospel of Luke chapter 11. Well, I think the lesson here is pretty clear. When you sweep a culture clean, not only of its demons, but also of its God, you end up with a situation seven times worse than what you ever had in the first place. An empty house never remains empty. Confessing your nation's sins without confessing your nation's God leaves the house untended and it will soon be filled with vandals bent on its destruction. That's where we are right now, denying the self-evident reality of even the singular use of pronouns versus the plural is inviting a lot of demons into our house. And this is a dangerous place to be. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.